0: This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show.
1: Every day is an April school day for me because people say I'm a fool. Because you are the April fool. Yeah, so 30 days. It's your day. day. It's my day, yeah.
0: Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. And a first team for everybody. 50. 50. 50. 50. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Chase Kinnaman a three for the tie. Off the backboard is good! Chase Kinnaman makes it in! Off the buzzer and we've got overtime! Everything happening in the sports world. Galen wants Jackson and he scores on the last play of the game! Unbelievable! And even some things not happening in the sports world.
1: Just be patient. And I know I stink. Everyone tells me I stink. Yeah, you're the worst. I am the worst.
0: Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell.
2: Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson. Mr. Weather himself, Mr. Steve Sell. No,
1: you're Mr. Weather. That's true. I listened to your extensive <laughs> coverage last night. It was a
2: late night here at the station. I'm
1: telling you, I was all over that. I was on pins and needles and... <laughs> and uh, you know me, with weather, I wasn't going to venture outside. Yeah, we had some tornado warnings,
2: and in several places, people were seeing some of those funnel clouds build up. And, and our main man, Jerry Bruce. He was all over the scene oh, calling yeah. me, giving me reports. There were people a little bit north of town that are calling in and saying, oh my god, this hail's flying in from all over the place. Yeah. It's getting crazy. Oh, yeah. And I, so we, we, we were stationed here and <laughs> making sure that everybody was safe. Man, what gotta, a crazy I gotta, night. I got
1: a call from Lensburg and... They said, you know, God, there's just hail everywhere. I hope windows aren't getting broken out or anything like that. They didn't want to go outside because it was raining so hard. And, and But uh, I was listening last night. because so, <laughs> well, I was
2: playing golf. Yeah. I, I was trying to sneak in a little bit of golf. The weather was starting to cool off a little yeah. bit. I had a terrible double bogey on hole number one. Hole number two hit a great shot. It just took a bad bounce, as they would say. Double bogey that. I'm thinking, okay, hole number three, I, I'm, I'm feeling better. Mm-hmm. Then the horn goes off. Ooh. And when you, whenever you're at the golf course and the horn goes yep, off, that to. means, okay, time to pack it on in. Puff it in. So I was at one of the furthest points from, uh, from the clubhouse never and had fails. to start walking my way back. And yeah. Then after sitting around there for a couple of minutes, I made my way back here to the station, and then all of a sudden the sky just
1: opened up. And yeah. we never really got anything here in town. It was it was. Weird, because I mean, we hardly got any rain. It, yeah, until rained. late. Until late,
2: and then, well, the rain really came at like three in the morning, and that was yeah. when I popped out of bed, and I'm seeing all the trees dangling sideways and I branches going all I over the didn't place. Hear it. Now, Steve, he gets he gets worried about the weather. Oh, you're not a kid, I do. and I'm I'm surprised that you didn't get up on the roof of
1: your apartment and start looking around and trying to well, you be know, my spotter. You know, when I was a kid, I never had to worry. Why is that? Because my next door neighbor had. A now, bomb back, shelter? Back, yes. Back in the 60s, bomb shelters were very common. But it also served as, you know, I mean, this. my next-door neighbor had a bomb shelter. Now, are we talking like state-of-the-art bomb shelter or just like a
2: cellar that you could lock the door?
1: Well, it, yeah, you could do that, but it could hold 10 people.
2: Wow. Yeah. And had all sorts of supplies and all those things, Well, I, I mean, you know, you could
1: take supplies. You didn't, they didn't have... Oh, you them. didn't keep them down there? No, no, but... But They
2: weren't doomsday preppers? No.
1: So, no, they didn't have, like, go down every other day and change the water or whatever, have a little fridge or something. Well, have you heard
2: of doomsday preppers? No. Well, I think it was a show on A&E for a while, similar to John and Kate Plus 8 or My 600-Pound Life. But they would follow these people that were preparing for a nuclear fallout or any sort of craziness where the apocalypse comes and here come the zombies. Yeah. And they set up these bunkers where they've got food for five years if you need it, and they've got electricity and a backup generator and a backup generator to that. And so that's what I was kind of hoping that well, your neighbor
1: did. Yeah, but, our, you know, we never worried because if the if the sirens yeah. go off, we knew we could go next door and and we could go down and... Because it's it was undergrounds, so you, you know. Well, I would
2: imagine Independence, similar to some of those other places in Oklahoma, right. would be sort of a hotbed. It for is a tornado tornado alley.
1: Oh yeah, we there was probably three or four tornadoes never hit around our house, but around you know different parts of the town and but uh, never hit our part of town. But uh, no, it was uh, uh, and it was real interesting. You know, after I moved out or left. Uh, the people that had that house sold it, and for whatever reason, the people that bought that house, they filled in that. They took it out. They filled. They brought like a bunch of concrete of, or yeah, dirt. They just brought a bunch of dirt in. Interesting. Yeah, filled it in. I don't know why. I would living in Kansas, but again, you got to remember. Well, did this, you have a basement? Huh? Did you have a basement? No. We didn't. Oh, okay. Now, now we our other neighbor across the alley had a basement. What well, you were set. You're just mooching off all the names Oh, yeah. That's what they call me, Moochie Dunn. <laughs> I went to school with Moochie Dunn, by the way. <laughs> Otis, my man, Moochie Dunn. Yeah, Moochie.
2: Interesting. Great well, man.
1: I'm glad you didn't have to
2: get out in the tornadoes last night and well, run around. Yeah. What I think you should do is I think you should go right along with Jerry Bruce, and he'll take you to all the places where the tornado activity and the storms yeah, are happening. Jerry, and I'll that take... you can call in and give the report. Jerry's fearless. Oh yeah. I mean he goes chasing. Well, you've a- got those storm chaser people that they have that, that gene in them yeah. that they want to go chase it. The they want to go track it down. The adrenaline
1: rush. Did you ever see the movie Twister? Oh yeah. I, I would think you'd like that movie. Yeah. I I've got a real good basement. I'm I'm very confident in my basement. Yeah. No, at, at my right. apartment. I don't I don't have a basement. I don't know where I go. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Maybe I'll go sit in the bathtub. You'd go to
1: Eisenhower Elementary, probably. I if I could make it. Yeah. That, that's like a three minute run. Well, but You get in your car and drive over.
2: (laughs) Well, We'll see about that. Well, Steve, after all of that madness happened, I finally made it back to my house in time to watch a little NBA postseason last night. The playoffs were rolling. And I think Steve wrote a column like 10 days ago, maybe a week ago, saying it's the Warriors. There's no chance that any team is going to beat them. And in my head, I was going, I think Houston will at least make them sweat. I, I don't think... Portland or Denver will really no. cause them that much of a sweat. That series, that series ju- is just an afterthought. Maybe one of the teams that could be coming out of the East, whether it's the Bucks, probably not Boston now, whether it's the
1: Bucks or it could be the 76ers or the Raptors. I don't think and
2: I think to- I think those teams could at least make it competitive. I think
1: Milwaukee is the only team out of the East that could make it interesting.
2: But I had a feeling going into this series that the Rockets were going to make them sweat this out and part of it is that they play such a weird style of basketball, and that is James Harden dribbling and dribbling and dribbling. Uh, And with the defenses, they always just try to let him drive and then crash in on him at the last minute. It's just
1: awful basketball. I, I just think it's just ugly, awful basketball. But it's effective. I mean, I'll, It works. It works, but God, it's
2: ugly to watch. And especially against a team like Golden State, where most of the time their defense isn't that important because yeah. their offense is so good. Yeah. The first two games of the series, Golden State played about their normal brand of basketball. The last two games, Houston has kind of put them into a position that they're not used to playing in And that is having to work so hard on the defensive end. Then their two best shooters, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, some of their shots have not
1: been falling. While Durant's
2: been good, but Houston has played
1: awesome at home. The game has been called differently in Houston because Curry is getting knocked around, and they're just saying, hey, deal with it. And in Oakland, he gets those calls. In Houston, he didn't get those calls. And I am still... Look at my hand. It's not even shaking. Oh, whoa, whoa. Whoa, you all right? Not No. It's, God, you're about to knock over that, that thing water cup is like over a, there. That thing is like a rock. <laughs> That's how confident I am in the Golden State Warriors.
2: I've, I have felt really confident with this Warriors team for the last five years, four years, however long this run has been going. I, I've felt really good about them, and I enjoy watching them play. But I had a feeling that Houston would make them have to work. Well,
1: you know what I always keep saying? They're bored. This is a challenge for them now, and you watch. And Do you see the body language with this Golden State team? Yeah, they're just like... It's
2: almost like they're sick of each other. Yeah. It's almost like they've been through this so many times, and you've got Draymond Green, who... Appears to be the most calm out there,
1: which is you've that. got Steph
2: Curry kind of losing his mind, Kevin Durant not getting some calls, and he's not happy about it. Yeah, it's just a weird just, dynamic. Just with this think
1: team. if Boogie was playing, how upset he would be because he he's because, the biggest
2: complainer of the group. Yeah,
1: he's you know he's a walking powder keg, and and he hasn't been playing. Now he vows he's coming back at some point. We'll see. Well, but the series, might, you know, if if Houston somehow some way would win. Boogie would be—and see, Boogie's on a one-year deal. He's, you know, he's not going to—he could have signed for $20 million someplace last year, and he wanted to win a championship, so he signed for $5 million, which I think, you know, to him is like breadcrumbs. He's insulted by a $5 million contract. I'd like to make 5000000 million. That'd yeah, be nice. Yeah.
2: So this series is going to move back to the Bay Oakland. on Wednesday. Oracle. And it's going to be a 2-2 tied series. What happens— If the Rockets win game five?
1: It will not happen. I'm not even going to go there. What
2: happens if they win game five? I think it's... Does Golden State have enough with this thin team? Uh, Because they can really only go six or seven guys. That's the
1: other thing. The Sean Livingstons of the world who have been so good. Now, where's Jordan Bell? I thought he was really good last year in the playoffs. I don't even recall him playing. I don't know. He played zero minutes. Last night. Yeah. he. Was. I think he played one minute. He was, was really real good quick. in the playoffs. I mean, they're playing, like you said, they're only playing, what, seven guys? They played, who's the guy? Looney, Mooney, whatever. Looney. He's terrible. They really only play eight guys.
2: Well, they don't have JaVale anymore. What? Look at the minutes for their big names. Steph Curry, 43 minutes. Out of 48. Kevin Durant, 43 minutes. Yep. Draymond Green, 41 minutes. These guys, they're having to really work hard. And these are yeah. not easy minutes. No. These are stressful minutes. Yeah. And I'll be interested to see how this continues in this series. Because I don't think they have to be as worried against Portland or Denver no. if they advance. Yeah, and that's I don't what, think they that's have to be as so, worried against the Eastern That's team.
1: what's so weird about these playoffs. This is the championship. Let's face it. This is the championship series as far as I'm concerned. I think Milwaukee could win a couple games. But I don't think they can win four. Mil I mean Milwaukee's got Giannis, Eric Bledsoe, I believe it is. Oh yeah. And then after that, it's a lot of Hammond Eggers.
2: I'll be really interested to see how Golden State comes out in game number five because I think they'll be sensational. They just haven't been pushed. Even when you look back at their most recent NBA Finals runs. So they swept the Cavs last year. Mm-hmm. The year before that, I think it was four games to oh, one. And then, and, then, and then, of course, the, the year that they didn't win it. Yeah. Which, they had it in the
1: bag. Because Draymond Green gets a – loses. he was a knucklehead in game five, so he gets suspended for game – actually, they were up 3-1 in that series. Right. Yeah.
2: And then the year before that, when they did win it, I think the series went six games. Yeah, I think it was four, But even in that series, it felt like they were the better team yeah. the whole
1: way. There was no Kyrie Irving. So, Kevin so, Love, I think, was hurt. Is this the end of the dynasty, even if they win it? Will this be the end of the dynasty? Di- because you know... It could be the end. Clay Thompson wants his money. He's tired of it And being, he deserves it. Yeah, he is tired of being the third fiddle. Durant, you know... Who knows where he's, he's going? He's kind of made it clear he's done with this bunch. I think he's done with all the... I think Draymond Green has just basically run him out of town. You know, he's had run-ins with Draymond. Curry, he's not going to go anywhere, but... Yeah, he'll be a lifer. Yeah, but he just looks to me like... He's aged like 10 years in this series. Steph Curry? Yeah. Well, the, the thing that we continue to see with his game
2: in the playoffs is that when the game becomes more physical... It is hard for Steph Curry, yeah, well, because he's not—he's not, not big. Yeah, he's not really strong. Uh, he's not a contact player. He's like a pinball; he gets bounced around. His game revolves around him shooting the basketball, getting open space, distributing the basketball. It's not a
1: defensive well, thing. It's the, not driving. He got thirty last night, but I'll bet twenty. Well, I didn't see all the game, but I saw the first half. I think he had like sixteen at the half, and I'll bet twelve of those were on drives. He had 11 was, in the first quarter. Yeah, he was, but he was, he was taking it to the basket. It will be a really
2: fun series, and I, I want to see Golden State get pushed. Oh, I I, do And too. I want Game 5 to be intense because you know that if Houston well, this, wins
1: Game 5 and they go back home well, with a chance to win the series. To me, if, if Golden State survives this series, the playoffs are over. I mean, the next two rounds are meaningless to me. And, of course, it won't be done till June.
2: <laughs> well, I'll be August at the, if we're lucky. I'll be at
1: the Swinging Bridge when the NBA playoffs. That's how long these are going to go. Did you see any of the first game last night, Steve? I did. Between s- the Celtics and the Bucks. I really didn't. I saw Giannis late go in for a just a ridiculous dunk, but uh I don't know what's going on with Boston. They're all saying it's Kyrie Irving. Well, they laid two eggs at home yeah. in the Garden. Well, they're saying Kyrie Irving everybody can't stand him.
2: He's a strange guy. Yeah,
1: they and you know they're basically saying he's gone after this year. Stephen A. Smith was blaming Gordon Hayward, you know, or Hayward Hayward Hayward. He was blaming him, and Max Kellerman was saying, "Well, you take the plus minus off when Kyrie's on the bench. They're plus with Kyrie on the bench. They're minus when he's on the floor." Kyrie Irving is a very
2: weird player too, because a lot of his success came when. Number twenty three was around. LeBron. Remember he was in Cleveland before LeBron. Yeah. And they had pretty much zero success. Yeah. LeBron rolls into town. They go to three or four finals or five, yeah. however many it was, with with him being there. And then he
1: leaves. He can't be the man. That's the problem. I think that's what people are starting to see. He, he is he cannot be the man. He's got to be the you know, the vice president, the lieutenant governor, or whatever, you know. He's got to be that number he's got to be Lord, Hardy to Laurel, you know he's he's the he's the sidekick. All right, Steve,
2: let's take a break. I'm excited to see how this plays out because on Wednesday. Well, I'm actually watching the playoffs. It so was I time? know that, that that's what I'm. saying I normally don't, don't even good. watch
1: until the finals. All the series have been pretty yeah. good. Yeah.
2: Let's take our first break when we come back. I want to talk about another team that I think has been surprisingly good here over the last couple of weeks. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or online at midkansasonline.com.
2: Back on this afternoon's, according to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Jim Joiner, Steve Salm. Steve, there's a team that I've been watching a little bit more of recently, that I've really enjoyed watching recently, and I don't know if I would have thought that at the beginning of the year.
1: My Redbirds?
2: No, it's not. I don't. I don't spend a lot of time watching. The St. Louis Cardinals, okay. but I've been watching the Royals. Yeah, and you know what? I know that their record doesn't look very good at 12 and 24. Right, it looks really bad. Yeah, but this team is a lot of fun to watch. They are. They play hard. Adalberto Mondesi has been. Oh my God, that hitting old, the cover off the ball. That home
1: run he hit last night for his, no bigger than he is. 443 feet, dead center.
2: That's a bomb.
1: That is a bomb.
2: Hunter Dozier has been fun to watch. Yeah. The pitching staff has been pretty good. The starters actually have been not bad lately. Alex Gordon has been pretty good this year. Whit Merrifield is maybe the one that you would have thought could have been a little bit better. But but even he's been solid. He's been slumping recently. It's just the bottom of the order and some of those Uh. no-name guys that have really hurt them. But when we look back to last year, Steve, it felt like No game was ever fun to watch with the Royals. It was painful. They had all these terrible players that weren't playing hard and walking batters and giving up 500-foot home runs. It was painful. But right now, you can see the energy Mm -hmm. and the youth and maybe the optimism of what's to come with this Royals team.
1: Yeah, and you know, right now, the biggest thing I see and, and, and I watch and listen to the games, they strike out too much. I mean, they are striking out at a five-alarm fire rate. It is just – I mean, every game it seems like they're almost double digits in strikeouts, but yet I – you know, I I was thinking about this, so I went to the American League uh, stat leaders, and they're not striking out any more than anybody else. No. Because baseball is about two things, home runs and strikeouts. Right. And that's all you see. But, you know, they they got a lot of speed. It's too bad Terrence Gore – you know, can't, isn't, can't do anything isn't, else but run. Yeah, isn't strong enough to hit the ball over the infield because... I don't know if I've ever seen him hit the ball out of the infield. I, I don't think, I'm not sure he has, but it's it's too bad because if you had Gore, Hamilton, Montessi, and Merrifield, that's four guys capable of stealing 50 bases. They could It'd be like the Cardinals were back in the 80s when they had Vince Coleman and Willie McGee and... What about Terry, Ozzie? Ozzie Smith and Terry Pendleton... I mean, they and Tommy Herr, I mean, they were stealing 200-and-some bases a year and winning world championships and things like that. But, again, starting pitching has been kind of suspect. Uh, Duffy's back. He's pitching tonight. Uh, Keller always gives you a pretty good effort. Junis Lo- is typically okay. okay. Jorge Lopez can't win. The oh, guy. No. The guy simply can't win. Now, who's the, who's the fifth starter? Sparkman, or who is I don't even know who it is now. It's not Deekman, is it? No. Or no, he's out of the bullpen. Phil Meyer was starting a little bit. He's not starting anymore. Duffy came back. I just need some more Richard Lovelady. And then Willie Peralta comes and gives, he gives up his usual run last night when they'd gotten close. But Jorge Soler, you know, he's a feast or famine type player. I What I wish they had is another outfielder, so Jorge Soler would not have to play right field. Because every time there's a ball hit to the outfield, I just hold my <laughs> breath and worry he's going to pull a hammy. Because he's made it through, what, six? We've got, what, six weeks of the season in now, probably? We are at 36 games. 30- so, yeah, oh, about six weeks. And he hasn't gotten hurt yet. Hey. So And really, the Royals have been very fortunate. But, you know, then they got a guy like Chris Owings. Man, is he awful. He's And he hasn't <laughs> even played the last three games. They've benched him. Uh, oh, is showing signs. Ryan O'Hearn, the first baseman, yeah. who finished really strong last year. So you know they've got some. They got some guys. I mean, they're not the Marlins. They're not Marlins terrible. They're not Baltimore o- o- Orioles terrible. They're just, and they're not terrible. It's just their record isn't. It? And take away that ten game losing streak, and they're a five hundred team. When you look at this Astros
2: team that we saw last night, that is what other teams that were in the Royals' position this year, thought of the Royals in 2014, right. 2015, that when you went through the top of the order and those guys started to come back up, Hosmer, Kane, Mustakas in 2015, Kendrys Morales, mm-hmm. and then you work your way all the way down to Salvador Perez hitting in like the seventh spot. And that's the other thing. No and, and that's the thing about this Astros team. When you watch them, you go, there's a reason why they've been well." There's the best team the last yeah, three years.
1: Yeah, you... you, you can't take a breath, you know it's it, they're just relentless and and again, no salvy this year i'm I would be willing to say what they're twelve and twenty four I would say they'd be at least eighteen and whatever that would be, eighteen and eight eighteen and eighteen yeah I think they'd be a five hundred team, and then you look maldonado at maldonado just doesn't
2: really give them much oh, of anything
1: yeah and that's a problem you got automatic outs at the bottom of the order at eight and nine. And uh, and now Al- I will say Alex Gordon has cooled off a little bit. He did hit a three-run homer, I think, on Sunday. But he's still, you know, he's hanging in there. I worry that he's going to wear down because he plays every – and that's one thing about Ned. He doesn't rest his guys very much. He plays no. – he, he likes to go with his main guys every game. So the Royals will still have two more games
2: coming up this week with the Astros. They'll play tonight, and then they will play Wednesday night. They'll be off on Thursday – and then they come home to take on the Phillies, who have Ooh. been pretty good this year. I mean, they're they're just above 500. But they got run over by my
1: Redbirds last night. You've
2: got to face Jake Arrieta. You've got to face Bryce Harper.
1: And Bryce Harper's been terrible. <laughs> he he's I saw the first eight games of the season. He was hitting like 400, and he's at like 189 since those first eight games.
2: Yikes! Yeah. All right, Steve. Let's take our final break. When we come back, we preview the biggest event of the day and also give you an update on a couple of other events that have been postponed due to some of this weather. But we get a feeling that the event we're going to talk about will not be postponed, and it's going to be a lot of fun. They'll play it,
1: but it (laughs) It might be a
2: little sloppy. We'll talk about that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by...
2: Wrapping up today's, according to Jim, ninety-six point seven FM, KBBE. Steve, you feeling excited for a monster mashup here tonight?
1: I'd feel more excited if there wasn't any rain. I just
2: the rain's making you I, nervous. I
1: it's not making me nervous, but I'm, it's it's making me kind of sad because <laughs> I think we were going to have like the biggest crowd for soccer in the history of McPherson High tonight. Bueller McPherson League Championship online. I mean, they're still going to play. But Unless there's
2: lightning and but, thunder. Yeah,
1: but we're going to have a lot of people listening to us because I think just the diehards with their um, umbrellas will be watching the game in the stands tonight.
2: It's a league championship between McPherson and Bueller Senior night. Uh, essentially a league championship game because it's the final game of the regular season for McPherson. Bueller plays again, but they play Nickerson, who's not in the league. Right. So this is what it all comes down to. And it comes down to the two teams that have scored more goals than anybody else in That's the right. state McPherson has scored 90 goals this year which is six per game right while Bueller has scored 75 they're the number one in their which classification is five a game. so which it should, should be five, a game
1: six of five, it'll end up being six five
2: and they both have not given up very many goals either where McPherson has only allowed seven Bueller is allowed 13 on the year which is a pretty good number yeah, and a less, reason why they're 11 and three less than one but this is a chance for the McPherson girls to finish off this season with a 15-1 and record, which would be the best record in program history. And if you go
1: by comparative scores, uh, McF- you got to like the Bullpups' chances. Right. Uh, Bueller just played Wichita Collegiate, went into overtime with them. The Bullpups blew out Collegiate. Salina South beat Bueller. The Bullpups handled Salina South pretty handily. So, I mean, on paper, it looks like the Bullpups should win this game. But to me, soccer is a game you just never know. I mean, a team can dominate for 79 minutes and lose 1-0. But it's hard to believe that the Bullpups would be held to no goals or one goal. They have just been too explosive. Well, they have not been shut
2: out in a game in 36 games. Yeah. So, about two years. Yeah. This is a McPherson team that tonight, with a win, would lock itself into at least a share for the top spot Well, then they 5A. I think the
1: first tiebreaker is the goal differential, isn't it? And if
2: it's goal differential, well, unless they lose 35-0 to tonight, yeah. then I think they'll be in pretty good shape. Yeah,
1: so, But if
2: they lose tonight, then that could tumble them the third. Right. They could put a real big damper on this, and it could really change what happens for them next week. But this is a McPherson team that is playing so well, well right I had, now.
1: Coach Adrian and I played golf this weekend and uh, we were in the same group, and he's just so excited how his team's playing. He says the thing he likes about this team is teams cannot concentrate just on one player. He's got four four or five players with double digits and goals. I mean, Claire headland has got almost 20. Kenzie Godwin's got almost 20. Hannah Hattrick, I think she's got, what, 15, 14, something 15. like that. Yeah, she, and then somebody else's double figures. Anna Nason with 13. Anna Nason's been on a tear lately. So, it's just so many weapons, and it just comes down, as far as a state championship, it's going to come down to the defense, because I think you know this team's going to score. It's just, in when they get into the big game, can the defense, you know, early in the year we saw some kind of miscommunications, but remember, we had a bunch of new starters on defense. You haven't seen that the second half of the season.
2: No, and the other thing that we remember, too, is, and we'll talk about it a little bit going forward, but... Whoever the two teams are out of the east, or I guess they call it the northeast region, right. are going to be really, really good. Well, I think whether the, it's St. Thomas Aquinas or one of the Blue Valley it, schools. Yeah, St.
1: Thomas Aquinas is like 8-6, and six, and I'd I lay you money. They're going to be one of the two teams that comes out of the east because they play a schedule. They play a lot of the Blue Valleys. They play a lot of Missouri schools, so their record never looks that great because they play they only And they travel like the St. Louis, at least they used to. But, hey, no me this year. So. Hey, that, that
2: makes it a little bit better. Yeah. But the best part about being on this half of the state is that you have to feel pretty good as the number one seed, being at home, to put yourself into a position to be in the round of eight right. at state. And, and if you can put yourself there and be at home, then you have to like McPherson's your chances. And
1: trying to do something that has almost never been done, either boys or girls. Very rarely. And that's a team... Not from Kansas City or not from Wichita that wins Or state. Topeka. Yeah. but And Topeka's basically just Hayden. Hayden's the only one. Or big. Washburn Rural. Well, yeah. They've had six, some good teams, yeah, too. 6A. But, but uh, you know, the McPherson boys broke the mold back in the early 2000s. They won two out of three at one point, 2001-2003. Girls have never won state championship. They played in one state final. What was it? Two or three Maybe 15? Yeah, 15, I think. Lost to, I believe it was Hayden. In the finals. So, no McPherson team. It's kind of like in tennis. No McPherson boy is ever won state singles championship. And no girls' soccer team has ever won a state championship.
2: Should be a fun one tonight. McPherson oh, yeah. and Bueller. We'll be there. We'll be there. Steve will have his raincoat on. Yeah, and baseball and softball. Baseball and softball were postponed. Right. So we're going to pick up baseball on Thursday when they play Salina South. We'll be if, excited to be out there at the <laughs> Grand Sports if Complex. Grant
1: complex isn't underwater, which I got a feeling it's going to be. We
2: need Sean Gearing and the guys out at the complex to go set up a bunch of fans and just start blowing wind yeah. on the stadium and on the grass and well, hopefully get it to Well, maybe someone
1: go. can, don't, we can have a domed. Complexes. Home. That's what
2: I in. retractable roof. Yeah, there you uh, go. That rolls around all over the north half of town. There you go. All right, Steve, we'll take the air about 620 tonight as the Bullpups will take on Bueller. We're looking forward to that. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tonight at McPherson Stadium.
0: According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.